For more than 20 years, today's guest, Deneen Taylor, has been a member of the Women's Professional Rodeo Association. In 2016, at the young age of 52, she took home the Women's Professional Rodeo Association World Champion Tie-Down Calf Roper title and is a four-time WPRA Mountain States Circuit Champion Tie-Down Calf Roper. But in addition, to her impressive accolades in the ring, Deneen is also a sought-after speaker and is the author of the book, Heart of a Champion, Proven Strategies to Help You Discover the Heart of a Champion That Beats Within You. In her book, she outlines the mental performance techniques she used to achieve her goals and explains how you can achieve yours as well using a similar system and similar strategies. Deneen, welcome to the podcast. Ah, thank you, Brian. I have really been looking forward to this. Oh, same, same. You know, it's been, it's been too long. It's been too long since we've connected and, you know, I know your story. I know how incredible it is and I'm super excited to bring this to, to others, you know, and you know, your story is so amazing, but could you start off by kind of telling us like, how did you first get into calf roping? Well, you know, it all started back when I was about 12 years old and one of my mentors, my coach, Kelly Tierney, she was married to Paul Tierney at the time. And Paul and, and all those college boys, they would practice every day. And I would be there with Kelly and we would be goat tying. And I would see those college boys and, and Paul um, practicing, tying down these calves. And I, I loved it. I loved it. And I just, it just evolved. It just evolved. I like the physicality of it. I like the physicalness of it. And I wasn't a very good roper to start. I mean, I, I was awful. I was awful at it. But it was something that I really wanted to do. And I, I set that goal to be the world champion when I was 14 years old. Wow. And we're going to come back to that because I know the 14 years old was a pivotal point where you wrote down five goals. And I want to yep. talk about those five goals because I know you've accomplished most of them. But before we get into the goal setting, just... Talk us through, because people listening to this, and I remember when we when you first contacted me, and I'm and when we started working together, and I'm going tie down calf roping. What is that? You know, not having grown up around rodeo, and I went online and watched it, and was instantly hooked, and like this is incredible. Would you talk a little bit about like what is the sport of tie down calf roping? Well, it it involves a horse and a roper, you know, a person and, and a calf and a rope, a long rope, like a twenty seven foot rope. And then, and then a pagan string, like a, like a five foot, a smaller rope. And you come from a barrier, from a box area, and the calf gets a designated head start and you call for your calf and, and then you leave riding your horse and you run up the middle, you know, right behind that calf and you rope him with the long rope. And when you rope him, your horse stops real hard and you step off and you run down that 27 foot rope. And then you block the calf off, you flank him, you string the front leg, you gather the back two hind legs, and you tie him with that shorter rope, the pig and string, and then you throw your hands up in the air when you're done. So when I, when I first watched Anine compete, it was in the World Championships. I first saw her compete in person, World Championships in Waco, Texas. And here's how I, here's how I would explain it to someone. She's on a horse, gigantic animal behind a gate. <laughs> 
and there's a there's a calf in the gate in the pen next door and when she says go the calf comes running out her gate opens the horse takes off she's throwing this lasso above her head like the lone ranger she throws it like a superhero wraps it around the neck of this of this calf and then gets off sprints down the rope throws her body into the calf flips it upside down pulls a string out of her pocket like a magician and wraps up the calf's legs and throws her hands in the air and all this happens about in about a tenth of the time it took me to explain it. And when you watch it, if you've never seen this on YouTube, go check out Deneen Taylor, tie down calf roping, or just Google calf roping, and you'll see something that will blow your mind. It's wild. So Deneen, go back to 14 years old. You wrote down a list of five goals that you wanted to achieve in life. And today, I believe you've accomplished four of them so far. Can you walk us through that list and explain why goal setting is such an important part of your story? Oh, man. You are right. I mean, goal setting is an important part. The first was I wanted to marry Stan, the the fella I'm married to yeah. now. But hey, we weren't dating. <laughs> he he was pretty wild. He was pretty wild. We weren't going to date in high school. But I mean, in my gut, I really thought, man, I want to marry that guy. And I would practice writing my name out. And the second one was, you know, I wanted to win a, a world championship in the tie down calf roping. Um, and, and I just, again, I mean, it was just in my gut and I wanted to write a book mm. and, and the book, I, I didn't know what the book was going to be about. I assumed it would be about roping. I mean, that's all I really thought about rodeoing and goat tying. And, but I had read a really cool book, Jennifer Haynes book. And then I wanted to be a coach because Kelly had helped me so much. And then I wanted to, to compete at the national finals. And uh, at that point, they were in Oklahoma City, but now they're in Las Vegas in the barrel racing. Mm. And that is the only one that I haven't done yet. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get her done. I love the expression Just, on your face when you look at me and you say with those piercing eyes of only a world <laughs> champion saying yet. Talk about the right. importance of the word yet and how you use that. Man, you know, well, you know, it's the, it's the most powerful three-letter word ever yet. And that, and that is a growth mindset. If it's not happening now, it's just not happening yet. And that was a, a huge mantra. I have a huge sign in my barn with, with that. If it's not happening now, it's just not happening yet. And I relied on that sign a lot, especially when things were not going the way I thought they needed to go. Talk about your barn, you know, and we and I have worked together now. Whew, I'm trying, I'm trying to think how many years it's been, maybe four or five years, you know, and, yep. and sometimes we've done zoom calls and you're in your barn and I'm always like, Denny, what's that say? What's that say? And looking at your barn and I've not physically been in there, but we've been in there through Skype calls and zoom calls. And it is like a mental performance dojo. I mean, what are some of the signs you have up in there, in there? And why is that so important? Oh man, they are, they are greatly important. I mean, I have the man in the arena quote of Theodore Roosevelt. I have that. I have the Invictus poem in there. I have a, I have a picture of Jake Arietta in there because of you, because of the ace, right? Acting it? changes everything. That's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. And, and they're, they're huge. Um, um, practice, practice like you've, you've never won compete like you've never lost. Mm. I have, I have a huge one of that. Um, see it, feel it, trust it from seven days in utopia. That's a huge 
side that I have. So you feel trust. How about that? We were, I was just talking the other day about Preston Morrison, who was a three-time All-American pitcher at TCU. When you've seen those shadow bullpens, them throwing a bullpen with no ball, he has SFT on his glove, see, feel, trust. And I didn't realize that that came from seven days in Utopia. That's unreal. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So, you know, Deneen, one of the things you said, you want to marry Stan, check, win a world title, check, write a coat, write a book, check, be a coach, check. The barrel racing world title hasn't happened yet. And, and if I was to bet anything, I would say it's going to happen. So tell us about this kind of next pursuit of yours of barrel racing. What's going on there? Where are you at with that in the comeback? Well, it's, I, I, it, it hasn't happened yet. I, I, am, I have not pursued that yet. Um, right now, I'm getting back into shape. I'm getting my rope horse back into shape. I'm going to, my next like mid, mid goal, my, my, within one year, I'm going to run that Spartan race. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to compete again this year. And within three years, I want to win the average in the tie down roping. So won the world. Now I want to win the, want to win the average there in Waco in the tie down roping. And then the, the barrel racing, I'm just not sure, Brian, how, how it's all going to un, unfold. Um, time is on my side. Time is my friend. I'm going to figure it out. I just don't have it figured out yet, but I'm still, I'm still working towards it. The things that I'm doing daily, they are aligned with, with what I want to do. You know, and Deneen, I know that that alignment, you know, and we were talking kind of before we jumped on the air here and I'm like, I got to hit the recorder. This is so good. We got to get this thing going, you know, and, but it always hasn't been that way for you. And I think a lot of times when our listeners, they look at world champions like yourself, they look at world champions like Rich Franklin in the MMA world that we had on the podcast. You know, they look at these people that are, that, that they can put on a pedestal because they, they're so good at what they do. And they think, well, their life's been easy. They've always been a champion. And you know, at, at the same time, like your athletic career was picking up some momentum. You also began to address some things in your life, including an eating disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder. And what was that process like, like when you would, and what would you tell listeners who may be facing some of those same struggles right now? What was that process like for you to address the eating disorder, the OCD? And then how, what would you share with our listeners who think that they're, they're facing some of those same challenges? Man, I, you know, if, if someone is struggling with that, I, I know how they feel. I mean, I felt a lot of shame. I felt a lot of guilt. There was a lot of beating myself up about it. And, you know, what I have found going to rehab twice, because I'm not a quitter. All right. It didn't, didn't get it done the first time. I, I cheated. I thought I was a little slicker than everybody else. I mean, I cheated the system, exercised, you know, kind of stuffed my feelings, but it's, there's no shame in it. And, and life is so much better on the other side. Mm. And, and it's just, it, it's, it's part of your journey. There's nothing, there's really nothing, there's nothing wrong. There was really nothing wrong with me. I just needed a different, a different way. I just needed more tools in my toolbox and going to rehab twice, going to treatment center. I got the tools that I needed. Um, it was, you know, when I got out of the, the second um, rehab, I called it, I called it a, I called it my $100,000 roping school because I roped so much better. I mean, I, I still was missing a lot, but once I got all that crap out of my head, it was, it was, I got quite the education. 
And what would you share with listeners right now that are going through that same thing and, and maybe are missing some of those tools? And I know your book, you know, Heart of a Champion is full of those tools. I mean, it's, it is it is the best book I read in 2019. And it is right up there with Heads Up Baseball with the best books wow. I've, ever, I've ever read. Yeah. And what would you say to those to people listening to this right now that might be feeling some of that shame and feeling some of that guilt and you know, wanting to, to create some of these tools that maybe they don't, they don't have, or they don't even know exist. What would you say to them to do? You know, a, a lot of, a lot of what helped me was to really stop blaming other people. I mean, it, it really did. It, it, it was, it was really owning, owning my disorder not blaming, not complaining, um, taking ownership, finding my voice. It was, gosh, Brian, there's so, <laughs> and, and the thing is that the eating disorder and the OCD, there's so many layers mm -hmm. to that. I mean, the reason that I ended up there, I mean, someone else, they could be struggling with those things and it could be because of a whole a whole different set of circumstances. So, I mean, it's, it's not a one, the OCD and the, and the eating disorder, it doesn't fit in one mold. Yeah. I mean, there's I think, a lot to it. I think for people that are struggling with anything right now, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's depression, anxiety, eating disorder, OCD, not knowing what your calling is in life, not knowing what, who you are, what you want to do is you're not alone. And one of the messages that I heard from, from Dr. Melissa Sapio, who you know from Dr. Rob Gilbert and, and Success Hotline is don't suffer alone and reach out, ask for help. And I think that's one of the key things that, that people need to do is really reach out, ask for help because no one's got all the answers, you know? And, and if we fast forward to 2011, you know, that's a year that you wrote down a three-year contract with yourself. What did that contract say? Talk about that contract with you making that deal with yourself in 2011. Well, the contract, I wrote that contract because I went to a bull riding school with my, with my oldest boy, Hunter. And the, the, the instructor there, Lyle Sankey, he's, he, he told everybody, you know, what the insanity loop was. I didn't know what that was at that time, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And once I got home from that school, I was like, man, that is me. I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. How, how am I going to stop doing that? And, and I come up with the three-year contract. That's how I, that's how it evolved. And it was a no matter what, no matter what the obstacles, the challenges, how much I messed it up. Um, how much I failed, I wasn't going to give up. And I, I had a pattern of stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And I was, I was murdering my potential, mm. you know, and, and, and I was going to, I was going to sync up with it. I was going to marry my potential. I was going to, to do whatever it takes. And that contract for me, it was sacred. I mean, it was a commitment. It wasn't an agreement. It was a commitment to what, myself. What's the difference between a commitment and an agreement? Well, a commitment is, man, it's that that is with yourself. You don't break a commitment. An agreement, like a marriage agreement or or a business agreement, 
you know, there's loopholes, there's ways to, to get in and out of it. You can always break it when things get a little hard in agreement, but a, but a commitment to me, it is sacred. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sacred. You don't break it. And I, I needed to keep my commitment to my commitment. Mm-hmm. And I did. I did. There was no, it, it was one of those draw the line in the sand moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I was going to, uh, yeah, I was going to see what I was made out of. Yeah. So good. Three years, three years. You can any, I mean, three years, I didn't know three years was a thing, but, but it is, I mean, at that time, but there's science to back that three years, five years. That's a good length of time to commit to something because it gives you time to, to to get some momentum, to get some distance, to get that time under your belt, to gain the skill sets. And, and, and it forces you also to get started when you give yourself a deadline because someday, as we know, Deneen, is not on your calendar. Nowhere does it say Sunday is a, someday is a day of the week, right? And it's the start that stops most people. So getting started is one of the hardest things to do. And then as you get started, there's always going to be roadblocks and there's always going to be adversity. And you make this three-year contract in 2011. You move now into 2012, and this became kind of the start of a really difficult time in your journey. In the span of just 14 months, you lost your brother, you lost your mother. How did those experiences shape how you would live the rest of your life in that no-regrets attitude that you have? Well, life is fragile, and life is super short, and, you know... My mom, she told me just a couple weeks before she passed, you know, if, if I could do it all over again, I would, you know, or, or that's not what she said, Brian. She says, if I, if I, if I could do it all over again, I would do it differently. Mm. I would do it differently. She had regret. She had regret. And I, that, that was real pivotal. I mean, I mean, that, that, that was a gift that she gave me. Mm. Cause I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna live with regret. I wasn't going to die with regret. I couldn't imagine laying on my deathbed with my two boys standing there and telling them, man, if I could do it different, I would. Mm. So good. You know, and then, and then you charge forward and you continue to arm yourself with more tools. You continue to work on yourself probably harder than you worked on your roping and you work extremely hard on your roping, but you kept working on yourself. And I think that's such a critical part that people miss is you've got to work on yourself as harder, harder than you work on what you do. And at the point that you became a world champion, you've come back from a torn rotator cuff, personal strategy, had sought treatment for an eating disorder. What was it like for you to win that world championship? Man, it was so fulfilling. It was so fulfilling. And it it just made it, it made it all worth it. Mm. It just all, all the hard work, all the, all the challenges, it truly made it just all worth it. It was very fulfilling. You know, another big part of your journey and your story is, and you talk a lot about this in your book, and it might be a reason why I think it's one of the best books I've ever read right there with Heads Up Baseball. And so, you know, the author of Heads Up Baseball, Ken Revis, oh. I have his tattoo, I have his face tattooed on my heart, right? So, so there's, there's, there's only two spots here. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be the Heart of a Champion logo, which is so good of you. And I, is that Chester? 
That is Chester. Yeah, I have you and Chester on there. So <laughs> thank you. you know, Danine, another part of your story is is discovering mental performance techniques, and you write about them in your book. And you know, how has discovering these techniques and practicing these techniques impacted your life? You know, Brian, when you and I first started, the only thing on my mind was winning the world mm. and 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 the skill sets that I needed to win the world. I I didn't. I, I knew I was missing something. I mean, you told me you have an elite mindset that first day. You said, your, your, your mindset is really elite. But I mean, we both knew I was missing. I was missing some, some, key, some key strategies, some key points. And what I found, I mean, in working with you and in, in winning the world is those mental performance strategies they just don't fit in the rodeo arena. They fit in all arenas. I mean, work, school, relationships, my family life, my husband, my husband. I mean, he is so, he's so grateful, you know, that, that I've, I've been on this journey. And I'll tell you, I didn't tell Stan, you and I were working together until about six months or six, six weeks into it. I didn't tell him. I guess I didn't want to get told no or 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 be lo- I I I didn't care. I was yeah. going to do it. I wasn't going to ask for permission and uh and he's he's very thankful for everything. Asking for forgiveness, not permission, right? One of the key <laughs> one of the key things and that's that's one of the things I think that's so important is that so many athletes wait until someone says you know, gives them permission to be good. Gives them permission to write a book. Gives them permission to have confidence. And when you talk about the mindset that you have now, winning a world championship, writing a book, did you ever think? Did you ever think that you'd be sitting here now as an author? I shouldn't say did you ever think that you'd be sitting here as an author, but let me, let me rephrase the question: When you started to dive into mental performance strategies in our work together, did you think that it would transcend beyond the arena, or was it just like, hey, this is going to help me win a world championship, and and this is great? Or did you really think it would have the depth and the impact that it's had in all aspects of your being? I had no idea of the depth in the impact. You know, I, I truly thought that the world championship, that was the, that was the gap I was wanting to close. Mm -hmm. I was wanting to win that thing. And, and I knew working with you, we were going to get it done. Mm -hmm. We were going to get it done. But as I worked with you, I was like, holy smokes, there's a lot more to this. It, it plugs in everywhere. It plugs in. Yeah. Everywhere. I like to think of it, it's like, it's like, as Ken Revisa would always say, he says, it's like an onion, right? And onions, they get, if you look at an onion and you cut it in half, it's like layer after layer after layer after layer after layer until it gets to the core. And I think that's the cool part about mental performance is there's so many layers of how this affects not only you and what you're doing, but it affects the people around you too, because, you know, how you live your life especially as a world champion, that's going to inspire and impact other people around the world. And, you know, in your book, you talk about all the, th everything that you, that you've done in here and your struggles and your successes and the strategies that you implemented. And, you know, what are some of the things that you still do now as a world champion and an author? What are some of the things that you still do every day to kind of stay on top of your game and maintain that perspective that you have? Man, I, I do, I do everything. I mean, I meditate. I, I get up and I, I, I visualize at least three times a day. I, I, I say affirmations, confidence conditioning statements. I exercise. I read. I, I journal. I, 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 do it, I do it all. I mean, I use the signal lights. 
I re- I release and let things go. I if if I'm, if I'm fussing on something, I ask myself, man, can I control this? Yeah, yeah, I use that. Um, my body language, dang, mm. I, I use that. I use it all. I use I I, I focus on my positive self talk. I focus on my breath. Um, process over outcome. The whole thing on the book, process over outcome, all day long, process over outcome. Um, talk talk, talk about that with writing a book, Deneen. You know, I mean, a lot of people, oh and a lot of gosh. people, we've both been there because, you know, it's the start to stops most people, not just with getting started with a mental performance coach or coming back, you know, for me, coming back out with a podcast. And luckily, I've got the Ironclad team in my corner and they were able to help get this done because I could have never done it by myself, you know, and with, with writing a book, that's a monumental task, but it's like eating an elephant. But how do you eat an elephant? You don't. You go bite by bite by bite. So talk about for all the people listening to this who want to write a book, the process of that for you. And now that it's done and it's tangible and it's in the hand and people are buying it off the shelf and they're giving you feedback about its impact in their life. Take us through the journey of just writing a book and kind of all the things that went through that, you know, in the, in the mindset of just getting started because it took a while to get started. And then once it got started, just how you probably took a lot of things you used in rodeo from routines and time management and mindset and applied that into the, the competition of writing your book. I couldn't have wrote the book without working on the mindset, on the mental performance strategies. It took every bit of, of, of an elite mindset to win the world as it did to write that book. Mm. And it was a two and a half year process from, from start to actually having it in my hands. And how I started was, I mean, we, we talked about the eating disorder. I asked for help. Mm. I went and got some help. I, I got a coach. He, he, he helped me in the process of unpacking the stories. So we, we started to unpack the stories and I did it. I mean, I don't know if anyone, I'm sure other people have done it the way I've done it, but it was, it was kind of unorthodox. I mean, I, I used uh, a recorder. Well, first of all, I would read a chapter out of Bob Goff's book. Do you, if you know who Bob Goff is, mm. G-O-F-F. Love does. So I would read a chapter out of Bob Goff's book. Now, this is from the coach that was helping me. So I'd read a chapter out of Bob Goff's book. I would read it, and then I would see what would bubble up. And then, boom, a story bubbled up. Okay. So I took my recorder, and I recorded it. And when I got, and I, I got through the whole book, and then I went, he, his wife wrote one, Maria wrote one, and then Bob wrote another one. And that's how I started unpacking the stories, is reading a, reading a story and then what would bubble up i would tra- i would i would memo it and then i would send it off to a transcriptionist and you saw my document huge oh yeah oh yeah huge document and and got a timeline and then i stuck <laughs> i stuck and so i shot you a picture of it and you said that's a book write the flipping book, write it, write it, write it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many stories. And so then you hooked me in with Camille to putter. And, and she coached me on, on how to, how to structure it, how to framework it. And she called me up a bunch of times. I would send her stuff. She would hit me back. She's like, I don't think that's your best. (laughs) 
I think you called it in. I think you phoned that one in. So I'd go back, rework it, send it to her. And she's like, okay. And then she would help me. Okay. Here's, here's how we can keep it flowing. She gave it the flow. I would get stuck. She'd like, man, she'd say, that's a great story, Donnie. And you can use that in your coaching. You can use that when you're speaking, but it doesn't give the story forward movement. Mm. So she really helped me pick the story so it would flow. And then I was wanting to tell. And she's like, nope, you got to show. You can't tell. And uh, and then I worked with another lady and she put me in touch with uh, with the with the person that that published her book, um, put it all together. Um, I worked with a friend, Josie Butler. She did the she did the front and the back covers. That's watercolors. Um, Josie, I get on the phone with Josie. We're just chatting. I'm telling her about the book. I shoot her a picture of what Chester looks like, and she she just pencil draws that front cover, Maybe. and I'm like, that's it. And so then she 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 watercolors it. She's very talented, and then we. And then we hit publish. There's actually a publish button you hit, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it live, you know. And here, and this is this is the cover you're talking about, you know, with Chester, yep. your, your horse. And then on the inside, you know, the thing that I love about your book is it's is it's your story, but there's so much strategy, you know. And there's so much strategy. And this page in particular is the one that that I come back to, you know, and it's got in bullet form. Here's all the top strat. Here's the strategies. Here's the things, you know, and it's a couple of them that we, you've talked about today is trust the process, embrace yep. the suck, do a little, a lot, get addicted to positivity, reverse engineer your bold goal, commit to your bold goal, write down your bold goal, be better today than you were yesterday, you know, and honor your phenomenal journey. And I think that's the cool thing is you have such a unique journey. And the people listening to this have such a unique journey. And the challenge today in 2020 as we're recording this is we live in a digital age. We live in an external world of social media and, and Instagram and Twitter. And nobody puts their shitty moments on social media. Everyone puts their highlights on social media, right? And what we fall into is we fall into the comparison game of comparing ourselves to everything we see on social media and saying, well, I don't know if I can do it that way, so maybe I don't get started. And comparison is the thief of all joy. And Deneen, what would you say to people who maybe are in that comparison trap and are just kind of feeling stuck and maybe they think, well, my unique story isn't that important. Deneen, you know, Deneen won a world championship, but I haven't done that. I, my story is not important. What would you say to that person who's kind of stuck in that rut? Oh, I, I'd say they're missing the whole point. I mean, we, we all, we all have a, have a unique journey. Nobody's going to do it the way the way anybody else does it. I mean, I love when you share about your journey, like your weight loss journey and your, and your, your fitness journey. And, and I mean, I love, I love how you were an admin and, and every weekend you're going and, and, and doing these live events. Yeah, I mean, 50 weeks a year. Yeah. But you got a full-time job. Yeah. 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 I love that. And everybody has a, a, a unique, we're, we're all, we are all different, but, but our imperfections, that's what connects us mm. is our, is our, is our mess ups, our screw ups, our imperfections. That's truly what connects us. And, and I, I encourage my, you know, my athletes, man, journal, journal, keep a performance journal, write down your thoughts. That's what I did. Ed, and I got a book out of it. 
Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. And now you're also doing speaking. And for people that are, that are, I'm going to make this bold statement right now. You talk about setting bold goals and I believe so much in Deneen Taylor and I believe so much in her book. If anyone goes and buys this book on Amazon and you read it, you got to read it and it doesn't change your life and give you strategies that will take you to where you want to go. You send it to me. My email is brian at briancane.com. You email it to me and you say, I bought Deneen's book based off of your recommendation. And I don't think it's very good. I'm going to give you my double down Deneen Taylor guarantee that if you buy the book and you read it and you tell me in an email, it's not that good. I'll send you my address. You send me the book. And when I get it, I'm going to send you back twice what you paid for. I call it the double down Deneen Taylor guarantee. So go buy the book. It is that stinking good to take a word from Deneen. It's that stinking good. It's that good, right? So I mean, what I want to do here is I want to, I want to put you on the hot seat. And the hot seat is where I say something to you like, you know, Chester, and you got to tell me like the first thing that pops into your mind and, you know, keep it to maybe, you know, like 15 to 30 seconds of your answer, like as quick of an answer as you can give. And the last person we did this with was Rich Franklin, who was an MMA world champion. And now that you're a, you know, the tie down roping world champion, I figure this is what we're going to call our world champion hot seat. So Deneen Taylor, are you ready to start the hot seat? Yep. Let's, let's get it Here on. We go. Let's do it. Success hotline. Doc Gilbert. He's ch- life-changing. Life-changing. I got to go invest three weeks. I wasn't going to go. You said, if you don't go, y- no, you didn't even give me the option. You said, you said when you go, it'll catapult you. Yeah. This, this, this is the thing that'll catapult you. Okay. We're taking you off the hot seat for a second because we need to go here. So Dr. Gilbert on success hotline, right? And for listeners to this podcast, look, you hear from me all the time. Deneen, how has success hotline and calling that as part of your routine changed your life? Transformational. No doubt. Transformational. Yeah. Transformational. And then, and then get to getting to hang out with him for three weeks. So he teaches, Holy smoke. He teaches a summer, Dr. Rob Gilbert. And for some people, this will be the first time they've ever heard this podcast. And they may not know what success hotline is. So let's take a minute to educate them on this greatness. Dr. Rob Gilbert, who's a professor of sports psychology at Montclair state in New Jersey has been for over 40 years. As of January 22nd, 1992, he leaves a three minute message on an answering machine called success hotline. Here's the phone number 973-743-4690. I'll say it again, 973-743-4690. I only know it because I've been calling it every day since 2006 when I first heard Dr. Gilbert talk. And Aaron Kane, my wife, the bear, if you're listening to this, you know in my favorites on my phone, Success Hotline is number one and you are number two. And, And it's only because I live with you and I call Success Hotline multiple times a day. So don't hold that against me. But when you start calling Success Hotline and listen to it for three minutes a day, he gives you strategy, he gives you story, and he helps you grow the mindset, right? And you start calling that, and then Dr. Gilbert teaches a three-week sports psychology class in the summer. Now, you live in, you live in Wyoming, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. He's in New Jersey. So tell us about you making the decision to say, I'm going to go sit in on this guy's three-week sports psychology class. Tell us what that whole story, what was that like? Oh, that was amazing. And I mean, you, you made that happen for me. I mean, I was scared. I was scared. It it was totally outside my comfort zone to do that. But like you said, you know, when you go, it it will catapult you in some way, it'll be life changing. Mm. And, And it was, I mean, it, they had kids there. I call them kids. They had, they had young folks there from, um, 
Yale, Harvard, Dartmouth. I mean, that whole, I mean, holy smokes. And just the nicest folks, just the nicest folks. And he brought in speakers from all over several times a week to, to come in and, and visit with us. Um, it was, uh, it was amazing. Were you there all three weeks? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and hung out with him before class, of course, um, ate dinner at the diner with him right there. Um, you know, in the evenings, um, and then after class hung out, it was, it was fun. Took me to the grocery store. I mean, he, he, he took care of me. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> You know, and you got and, and you got to spend three weeks with Dr. Rob Gilbert. And for the people listening to this who have never called Success Hotline, would you encourage them to call every day? Absolutely. I mean, you're you're silly. I mean, you're say you're, it. Say you're, Anthony. You're, <laughs> Anthony, if they don't if they don't call Success Hotline every day, stop listening to the Brian Kane podcast. Bottom line right? Because if you're not calling success hotline every day, you just don't care enough about your success. Oh man. Yeah. If, if, if you don't call, then you just don't, you just don't care. Yeah. That's yeah. Where you want to go in life. And it's all about becoming more. Uh, if you want more, you got to what? You got to become, gotta more. become more. And that puts you back on the hot seat. Here we go. Waco. Okay. I love that town. I have so many good memories there. I'm going back this year to compete with Chester and uh, it's on. I mean, I'm in the lab. This, this is, this has been a lot of fun here dialing in, you know, it's those marginal gains. Uh, That's where I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Compound effect. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's doing the work, whether Usually when nobody's around, it's dark, it's lonely, um, you're, you're hot, you're tired, but you do it anyway. You may not feel like it, but you do it anyway. And those days compound, and that's how you get that spiral upward. Joey Williams. Oh, dang. Elite. Bad, bad ass. I mean, he is awesome. My accountability partner. And you hooked us up together. And... My life has just spiraled up because he, he and I, we, we hold each other accountable. I know I'm going to do what I'm going to, what I say I'm going to do because I got to answer to Joey and Joey don't play. And you don't want to let Joe, him down. Don't Joe don't, down. You know, no, I don't want to let him down. Joey Williams, we're going to have to have on the podcast. If you're listening, he is the, he is one of the, he's a captain in the UC Berkeley Police Department, former SWAT team, well, head of their SWAT team and former U.S. Marine. Joey, thank you for your service. Thank you for being a complete badass. Let's go to the next one, George St. Pierre. Oh, man. You know, I didn't know who he was until I started working with you. And it has it, just a gift of, of what he gives. And, and I agree with you. He's, he's just the nicest human being on earth outside of the octagon. And, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, what, what I learned, what I learned from, from him was, was about the mental bricks, yeah. the mental bricks. And, you know, I carried a lot of, of those mental bricks. I didn't know I was carrying them. Mm. And, you know, when you can, you can, you can win, you can compete, packing those bricks around, but it's a whole lot easier and a whole lot funner when you 
throw those things away and, and not pack them around. Flipping the switch. Oh, yeah, that that is what I do when I ride into the box. Mm-hmm. I go from thinking to trusting, from mom to warrior, mm-hmm. from kitty cat to bad cat. Yeah, I mean, that, I love that. That's, that's me. Well, yeah. You know, I, I do. I flip that switch and it takes practice. Yeah. It takes practice. And, and the more you practice it, it's that the easier it gets to flip that thing on. Yeah. You talk about going from kitty cat to bad cat and Vitor Belfort, who we're going to get on here, who's another UFC world champion. I remember he talked about going from being the lamb to being the lion. And another thing that Vitor Belfort talked about was the difference between a man and a boy. The difference between an adult and a child is the difference between living out of preference and living out of principle. So what are core principles, Deneen? Back to the hot seat. Core principles. Well, core principles for me are, are, are really, really important. I mean, it's, 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 for me, it's drawing the line in the sand and, and stepping across it and knowing that I'm going to live my life disciplined. I'm going to live my life focused. I'm going to live my life um, encouraging others. I'm going to live myself, live, live my life with love. Um, I mean, those core principles are, are, are huge. I'm going to be honest. Um, honesty. That's my, that's my number one virtue. Took the virtue test. Honesty. Virtue test. Number. Where'd you get the virtue test? Well, working with Brian Johnson. Yep. And, uh, and so we, we did, we did the virtue. There's 24 virtues. And so I was telling Joey, you know, what it was. And he's like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Honesty was my, he, he is a lifelong learner. Yeah. That's his virtue yeah. is number one, number one. But, uh, yeah, core, core principles. You, you need to be really dialed into that because then you can live your mission. Mm. Optimize app. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a daily. That's a daily. The plus ones are a daily. Um, work in the program with Brian Johnson. This has been this has been really life changing hmm. for me because you know I I reached out to you and I told you I said, man, I'm doing a lot of really good things right now, but there's something there's something missing. I know I can do more, and. One thing that I'm working with through Brian is really honing in on my identity. Who am I when I'm my best? Mm-hmm. And for me, world-class athlete. I mean, that is when I show up the best is when I'm dialed in on my sleep, my nutrition, my um, making sure that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm working out like a world-class athlete. I need that. Mm-hmm. Even at 56, I need that. And, and that is what I had done. I identify most with. Yeah. And I think if you look at, you know, he talks about the four fundamentals of optimal living last thing mm. on the hot seat, you know, the four fundamentals of optimal living, eat, move, sleep, and mindset real quick. Talk about each of those. If you would eat. Well, I'm, I'm really dialing in. I, I need more, um, protein in my diet. So I have really dialed in, you know, I know you, I I learned about the macros working with you, Mm -hmm. um, really dialing in on that, making my protein, making sure my protein is, is, is up where it needs to be. Um, nutrition, it's, it's huge. Drinking plenty of water. It's, it's, it's huge. You got to be able, you got to fill the tank. You need that energy. If you Mm -hmm. don't have that energy, everything suffers. If you're not juiceful, 
You're not you're, useful, you know? You're not useful. <laughs> what, about, what about sleep, Deneen? Is that something, you know, that I think a lot of people listen to go, oh, sleep? I don't need sleep. I'm going to outwork sleep. And I just don't know if that's possible. What is your take on sleep as a world champion? Sleep's really important. And, and I do get eight hours at least. And, and sometimes I take a nap. And sometimes, and sometimes I meditate throughout the, throughout the day, you know, um, you know, they say meditating for 20 minutes. I mean, that's a power nap. Yeah. That's a power nap. And so I use, I use all of that to help me with my energy. Um, I'm really working on, on my, on my shutting things down at night. Um, I'm getting a lot better at that. You know, making sure my PM routine is on track because your PM routine sets up your AM routine. I learned that. I learned that from you. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. Deneen, so much goodness coming out of today for people that are saying, okay, I want the book. I want want some of Deneen Taylor in my program, in my corporation. How do I get her to come speak? Where can people find you? Well, I hang out a lot on Facebook and Instagram. And... My uh, my website is dawningtaylor.com. My handle on website on on uh, Facebook and Instagram is Donning Taylor. It's all real consistent. Donning Taylor everywhere. So Facebook, Instagram, my website, and that's D O N E N E. So D O N E N E, and then Taylor T A Y L O R. So dawningtaylor.com at Deneen Taylor on Twitter. Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, and again, the Double Down Deneen Taylor Guarantee. Pick up her book, Heart of a Champion. <laughs> they can get this on Amazon, Heart Absolutely. of a Champion, Deneen Taylor. Can they also get it through your website, DeneenTaylor.com? Nope. Nope. It is It is through, through uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yes, sir. But, if they go and, to, but, but, but it's on Kindle, too. Excellent. So if they go to your website, they can then click and go to Amazon and they can find it there. Oh, I see. Yes, sir. Yeah, yep. Excellent. You got it, And then Brian. if they're interested in, in bringing you in to uh, work with their team, speak to their corporation, have you do a Zoom call with their group, the best way to contact you is go to your webpage and connect you through, contact you through there or probably a direct message on either Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You got it. Excellent. Yeah. Is there an email yeah. address that you want to share with people in case they wanted to just tell you how much impact that your podcast has had with them or if they want to get you real quick and into your inbox when you're at your desk? Is there an email that you'd share? Sure. It's, it's Taylor at gmail. Again, look at the consistency. It's amazing. <laughs> Deneen Taylor at gmail.com. Deneen. And I, I, I put my phone number in the back of my book too. Uh, I mean, oh, I. Oh, baby. I, Here we go. I mean, yeah, it's in the back. I, it I, 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 I want to connect. I, I okay. truly do. It okay. has. Well, I'm going to put the, uh, and then if you want to connect, we're going to help make that happen. You give Deneen a call. Her number 307. We're not going to put your address in there because the last thing you need, this has happened to me, is people knocking on your door for a picture or autograph and I, it's like, and you're not home. And my wife's like, why are people coming to the house? Right. But here's the, here's the number. Call Deneen Taylor, 307-267-4824. Dude, this is the wildest thing I've ever seen. No way. 307-267-4824. You know, I got your phone number, obviously, and call you, but I just go and click on Deneen Taylor. So I couldn't even have told you what your, any of the numbers in your phone number were. But you know what is wild is when I grew up as a kid, the last four numbers of my home and my, my dad and my brother still live in that house. The last four numbers of their phone number are 4824. Wow. No wonder we're connected. It's going to say. Mean, it's gonna oh say. my gosh. That's awesome. Wild. So Deneen Taylor, thanks again for being with us. Don't forget to pick up a copy of her book, Heart of a Champion, Proven Strategies to Help You Discover the Heart of a Champion That Beats Within You. Deneen Taylor, thanks for being on the podcast. 
Ah, thank you. It's an honor. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for listening to the Brian Kane Mental Performance Podcast on the Ironclad Content Network. If you liked the show, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brian Kane Peak. I'll see you next time.